At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Decades ago, I started growing food in my front and backyard, and I realized that my mission in life is to inspire and empower others to grow their own nutrient-dense, healthy, organic food. Because of this, a lot of people have come to me with their gardening questions over the years, and that got me thinking, what if we put together a community that would help budding gardeners blossom? So I finally made the idea a reality with my Urban Farm U member program. Each month, your membership includes three live online events, a monthly class, a chit-chat with an expert, and a monthly coaching session, plus access to the experts on our member page and a significant discount on our signature courses. I'm deeply committed to transforming our global food system, and I do this by empowering you to grow your own food. The Urban Farm Membership Program is a simple way to get going. Please join me in transforming your food system today. To learn more, go to urbanfarmmembership.org or text membership to 33444. That's urbanfarmmembership.org or text membership to 33444. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food Revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Dr. Jack Wolfson to talk about his experience with the paleo diet and heart health. Dr. Jack is a board-certified cardiologist who uses nutrition and supplements to prevent and treat disease. After 10 years of performing angiograms, pacemakers, and other cardiac procedures, he started Wolfson Integrative Cardiology in 2012 to offer patients the ultimate in holistic heart care. Dr. Jack is also the author of The Paleo Cardiologist. Raised in Chicago, he attended Midwestern University for his DO degree and completed a three-year internal medicine residency and three-year cardiology fellowship. He was selected as the chief fellow in his class. Congratulations, by the way. Together with his wife, Dr. Heather Wolfson, they are the Doctors Wolfson. Their website, thedoctorswolfson.com, is an excellent resource for holistic health and lifestyle information. They have two beautiful boys who were born at home, nursed for over three years, and are still co-sleeping. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Jack. 
Thank you so much, Greg. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. I've been such a big fan of yours and the Urban Farm for years, and I've been fortunate enough to come visit you guys on site, and it's really just a magical experience that everybody should have the chance uh, to create in their own backyards. So I really applaud what you guys are doing, and once again, it's a pleasure to be on with you today. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now? Sure thing. I am a board certified cardiologist like my father before me, and I totally followed in his footsteps. He was an osteopathic physician in Chicago, and he was the head of the cardiology department. And he's really who I emulated growing up, him and all of his friends that Mm -hmm. were cardiologists. And I wanted to be just like him, and I went down that same path. I did four years of osteopathic medical school, three years of internal medicine, three years of cardiology. Wow. And then I I moved from Chicago, and I moved out here for the same reason everybody moves out, right, for the weather. (laughs) It's weather, yeah. And I moved out here, and... And I was in practice for a couple years and I was getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated with the fact that people just didn't seem like they were getting better. We were giving Mm. them all the pills and we were giving them all the different procedures that cardiologists typically do, Mm -hmm. yet the hospital's like a revolving door. You see someone, you tune them up, they go back out into their lives and then they come back in sometimes a few weeks later with the same complaints because what I learned was that we're not addressing the cause. Mm. We're not addressing the cause of their health problems. And the woman who would open up my eyes to that would soon become my wife as of 2004, 2005. Uh, We actually got married in 2006. We met at the end of 2004. We got married in 2006. Uh And my wife, Dr. Heather, is a doctor of chiropractic. And the inside joke with them is kind of doctor of cause. Oh, yes. And... I went after the basics. I went back to nutrition and lifestyle, and it's been an absolute whirlwind ever since, and now it's got me on a podcast talking with you. (laughs) Perfect. So can you explain what board certified means for those of us that don't know? Well, I like to trot that language out there so people know that I am a cardiologist like any other cardiologist is. I used to do angiograms and pacemakers and work in the hospitals uh, day and night. I was Uh with the biggest group in the state of Arizona before I left that group to start my own practice, Wolfson Integrative Cardiology here in Phoenix Uh as of 2012. And, you know, once again, there is a certification that all cardiologists should take. Uh The majority of us are certified by the American Board of of internal medicine and that's hence board certified cardiologist perfect cool so you wrote a book called the paleo cardiologist that is taking this whole notion of cardiologist i guess a step further Yes, certainly. I had a lot of different motivations to write the book. Number one was to get my message out there to the world to Uh say that there is a natural way to prevent heart disease, to treat heart disease. And the other reason was so people can show it to their doctor and say, hey, this is what this doctor is saying. He's got 300 references in this book. He's got mm-hmm. 17 chapters in this book about all different ways to actually prevent and treat heart disease. So how can we work with this doctor? How can we follow his advice? And once again, it's a tool for the cardiologist to mm-hmm. look at and see the references there to back up the things that I obviously say in my book and on 
YouTube videos or television appearances or live appearances, uh -huh. whatever it is. Perfect. So what is a paleocardiologist? Well, a lot of patients have called me that over the years because I kept talking about this paleo nutrition thing. Uh -huh. And what I want people to understand is is that if we follow the wisdom of our ancestors, mm -hmm. the hunter-gatherer ancestors that had extraordinary health, if we follow that wisdom and we apply that to a modern society, that we can really give ourselves the best chance to stay healthy and to avoid disease and live a long, happy life. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So going down this pathway, going from, shall we call it a typical cardiologist to a holistic one, what, what did that look like? Well, there were definitely some bumps in the road. You know, when you go against the system, you, when you go against the medical doctors and you go against big pharma, there are a lot of people that are not in support of that message. Just mm -hmm. like I'm sure, you know, even there's some blowback to the idea of an urban farm. Like, wait a oh, second, yes. what's the matter with big factory farms yep. uh, in Illinois that are a million acres and produce soy to feed the world? What's the matter? Right. So, uh, you know, my message has had. Uh, has not been received by everybody so well, but there are people that get it. Obviously, the people that listen to the Urban Farm podcast, mm -hmm. the people that are followers of what you're doing, supporters of what you're doing, yeah. they understand my message. And we've had such great support on our website and on our Facebook page, the Doctors Wolfson. It's really been it's really been spectacular. Nice, nice. Yeah, I noticed that even as as recent as 2007 they put me on the front page of a magazine here in phoenix and the the headline on it was would you want to be neighbors with this guy and you know <laughs> they were kind of poking fun at an urban farm in the middle of phoenix and you know here we are what eight years later seven years later and things have completely shifted it's a lot easier now than it was seven years ago that is for sure well i for one, would want to be your neighbor so I can peek <laughs> over the fence and I can see what you're doing and learn from you. Yeah. And uh, I, like I said, I've had the opportunity to taste uh -huh. some of the fruit from your trees, trees and the yeah. fruits of your labor. And uh, wow, if there is a house near you, let me know and <laughs> I want to live in it. All right, perfect. So, what was the response of some of your colleagues? Well, you know, once again, it's a, it's a money-driven system, uh -huh. the cardiology world, the uh, medical care world. It's all about the dollars. It's about seeing patients as fast as you can, ordering as many tests as you can, and making as much as you can. It's a total money grab. I document this well in the book. Mm -hmm. And once you start to upset that, then you start to get a lot of people that are upset with you, whether it's referring doctors from other groups, family practitioners, general internists that refer to the cardiology group, and then wanted to start to affect the bottom line of the cardiology group, oh, yeah. then the senior partners and the managing partners uh, get upset. And, uh, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, Wolfson was a washed up cardiologist or whatever. Uh, you know, I was at the head of the cardiology game. Anybody would say that I was at the pinnacle of uh -huh. private practice cardiology. I was a senior partner in a large group. I was the head of cardiology at a hospital. I was the head of internal medicine, the director of cardiac rehab. I was on top of the private practice cardiology game, and I gave that all up to do the right thing and to practice in a, in a holistic fashion, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been a phenomenal experience over the last uh, four years. Yeah. 
But there are people that are really uh, against our message, the health mm-hmm. and wellness space, because they yeah. make their money in the sickness space. Yeah. But you know what, Greg? Guys like you and I are going to win. <laughs> so I'm on board. So you actually made this this transition while you were there? Yes. I was oh my still... I was trying to incorporate the natural holistic uh, realm uh, into the practice, but Uh it was really difficult because they force you to see patients so quickly, so fast. It became very clear that I had to get out of that system. And it took me a little while because, listen, the, the money is so good and so secure in yeah. conventional cardiology yeah. that it was difficult to leave it. I mean, listen, right? I got a, I got a wife. I got loans to pay. I've mm-hmm. got children. I, you know, like everybody else, I mean, we're, we're driven by the dollar. But you know what? Eventually, it was it enough. Was enough. Yeah. I had to do the right thing. And mostly, Greg, because I wanted to be able to say to my children at the end of the day that I didn't do it for the money. I did it for the right reason. Reasons. And that was just such a motivational factor for me to be able to look in the eyes of my boys and say, mm. you know what, I'm doing the right thing. And it's been it's been perfect. Yeah, cool. Excellent. So paleo diet. What is that? So paleo specifically by definition refers to the old stone age, the time before agriculture, mm-hmm. when we were hunter gatherers. And the paleo nutrition that I speak of today if you would say that there's a pyramid and we have a picture of the pyramid in our book, the foundation of our pyramid is vegetables, 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 mm. vegetables. At every opportunity, we're eating yeah. vegetables. I do a greens drink for breakfast and when I have a big salad typically for lunch. Mm-hmm. But I do also make the point that for optimum health, just like our ancestors did for millions of years, we have to be eating some amount of meat and some amount of seafood. Uh-huh. Now, of course, that meat is free-range grass-fed. The seafood is going to be wild and all of the vegetables and nuts and seeds and eggs and avocados and coconuts, it's all organic. It's all pesticide free. Just the way that you talk to your followers, uh, that's what we're talking about. And when you follow that that path, you're going to lead an extraordinary life. When I talk about in the book, you know, my book is not, it's only two chapters about nutrition, Uh but I say whatever diet you follow, make it pesticide-free, oh, make it absolutely. healthy, healthy foods. Yes. And if you do that, wow, you know, you, you can enjoy anything just without the chemicals. And I think that's going to make a huge difference uh, for health outcomes. Yeah. So there's obviously a connection between food and health. And so how does the paleo diet uh, impact heart problems, prevent heart problems? How, how does that all connect together? Well, the science is very clear, and it's in the literature. Mm-hmm. If medical doctors would bother to read that literature, they would mm-hmm. see the truth. And the reality is is that when people follow that low-carb paleo nutrition, they improve their cholesterol profile. Mm-hmm. They lower inflammation. They lower oxidative stress. They lower blood sugar. They lower blood pressure. It's in the literature. It's in the science. Not only does it make sense, but it is evidence-based, uh, these recommendations. And I see it in my patients every day. We do the most advanced lab testing in the world in my office. And we see it when people follow the program, not even 100%, when people do better than what they're doing. When we educate people on the right way to do it, we see improvement. When we check the blood tests three months down the line, every single time when people follow the plan, the numbers look great. Wow. Wow. So there is a connection between what you put in your mouth and how you feel every day. 
you know, people, as you know, Greg, when they change their diet mm -hmm. in as little as 24 hours, for example, if they cut out gluten, that nasty little protein found in wheat, barley, and rye, yep. if they cut that out, they can feel better in 24 hours. Mm. Inflammation goes down, arthritic pains, aches, pains, headaches, that can miraculously go away. And doesn't that sound like it's a much better option to use <laughs> food as medicine as oh, opposed yeah. to some pharmaceutical or over-the-counter drug? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are the things in our environment that cause heart disease? Well, to me, it really goes down to the basics. It's just two things cause all disease, poor nutrition and environmental pollutants. It's real simple. Now, I talk about in the book the importance of sleep, and sleep is critical, and sunshine is so, so vital to total body health. Mm -hmm. And I talk about getting stress out of your lives, and I talk about physical activity. That's all so important, but it really boils down to eating the right foods, getting the pollutants out of our bodies mm -hmm. and away from us, and we can achieve extraordinary health. Nice. Nice. I love it that you, the, the two things, I actually add a third and you said that third thing after the fact and that I say environmental toxin, lack of nutrition or food and stress. Uh, and so it's, it's nice to hear that coming from a cardiologist that he would agree with me. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, obviously stress is so pervasive in our society and we're never going to be able to get rid of it totally. But, yeah. you know, listen, if there is a family member in your life that's given you grief, you know what? Sometimes you got to end those relationships. Yeah. Uh, if it's a job stress, you know, find something different. I mean, look how I changed career paths. You weren't oh, always yeah. in this space. You no. know, we've all it's, it's time to move on. And I think when you move on, the rewards are, are there. But I think when you eat the right foods your stress levels go down. Mm. It just makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. When you feed Absolutely. the body the nutrients it needs, you can deal with stressful situations better than if you were eating fast food, cookies, and soda pop. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you listening out there that are still drinking soda pop, what do you say about that? Well, for one thing I would say, if you are drinking soda, go to a place like natural grocers or sprouts or whole foods or whatever your local natural grocer is and just go get it natural go get a natural cola mm -hmm. go get a natural uh, uh root beer whatever it is just go do it naturally that's mm -hmm. a good first step for you my preference is to switch over to a sparkling water oh, with right. maybe adding in some herbal tea or some freshly juiced citrus would be my preference but you know what the days of drinking Diet cola with oh, aspartame, yeah. acylfame, or the the high fructose corn syrup beverages; those days are over. Those are just known pollutants and poisons, yeah. and they are really killing so many people in society. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I can't agree more. So, in your book, you have a chapter on heavy metals. What's in these, and how do they hurt us? Well, heavy metals, when we talk about that, we're referring to things that are getting into the body that don't belong and they have no physiologic role. Mm. So there is no purpose for mercury, lead, arsenic, cadmium, tin. They serve no function in the body. And where are we getting this from? We're getting it from the soil, we're getting it from the air, mm -hmm. and we're getting it from the water. So that's the importance of 
eating good quality foods where they are not exposed to those kind of metals that do so much damage to the heart, to the brain, and to the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. And certainly when you go organic and you know your farmer or you grow your own food with the appropriate fertilizers, with the appropriate water, with the appropriate uh, insect deterrence, that's how we're going to live in this world. And then if you take certain food products, like one of my favorites uh, is is chlorella and spirulina, those blue-green algaes yep. that help bind on to the toxins and escort them out of the body. The body has major, major detoxification systems, and if we accentuate them through the food, then we will do very well. So there, there is a way for us to get rid of the heavy metals without any major thing no doubt I mean the body gets rid of the heavy metals uh, you know once again you know chlorella spirulina mm -hmm. are two fantastic things anything that helps to boost our supply of glutathione oh. and glutathione is the body's main detoxifier antioxidant it's a molecule made by the liver so we want to have high levels of glutathione and glutathione is mostly made of sulfur containing amino acids so oh. when we you know eggs detoxify mm -hmm. onions garlic detoxify one of my favorite bottled waters is Pellegrino because Pellegrino Pellegrino is high in sulfur, and oh. that sulfur, once again, builds up glutathione levels, and we can do very well with detoxification there. There are supplements that help boost up glutathione. Another thing that helps boost up glutathione is whey. So people oh. that are doing raw dairy products... Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of dairy because it's not really paleo, but if you're doing healthy raw dairy yeah. that boosts up levels of glutathione, I think you'll get some good success. Nice. And what does glutathione do for us? Glutathione, once again, just ushers out the toxins out of the body. Ah. It's, it lowers uh, inflammation. It lowers oxidative stress. People with the highest levels of glutathione enjoy the most uh, extraordinary health. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So... One surprising heart fact that most people don't know about. Well, it's kind of interesting for us in Arizona here. People often ask me, they're like, why did you move from Chicago to Arizona? And I say, it's because I hate daylight savings time. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. You know, for, you know, obviously, you know, but you know, yeah. for most of your listeners, Arizona does not change times. Right. And why is that important? Why do we jest about that? Well, we're not really jesting. It's that when you move forward in the spring and you advance an hour, people lose an hour of sleep. What does that mean? Oh. It means the day after daylight savings time in the spring, heart attack rates go up by 20%. Whoa, really? Because people are losing an hour of sleep. People are also stressed out about the fact of the time change. Uh -huh. And it leads to increased cardiac risk. So you know what? This antiquated <laughs> idea that was necessary in the early 1900s in the farmer population or whatever, we should get rid of it. And given the fact that just about every president either had heart disease while they were in office uh -huh. or soon thereafter, it would be wise for either President Obama or the next president to get rid of daylight savings time. It serves no value whatsoever mm -hmm. in a modern society. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that one. That's curious. Thank you. That's curious. So I want to talk about supplements because you and I have talked, I've known Jack for a while and you, you, you and I have talked Jack. And so I'm on some, some of your supplements actually. And one of the things that curiously happened for me about, I don't know, five or six years ago is all of a sudden out of the blue, 
At least that's the way it looked like to me. I had high blood pressure. And so one of the supplements I take is your beet powder. Can you share yes. with everybody what's that about? Sure. So obviously a lot of people you know, say to me, they're like, well, you know, why do I need supplements if I'm eating good nutrition? And, and I agree with that. Listen, uh, 99% is everything else that we're talking about as far as nutrition and lifestyle. But sometimes we need a little bit more. Sometimes uh-huh. we are so damaged from a lifetime of poor nutrition and environmental pollutants. The, even on the best organic farms these days, we know the fertilizer is suboptimal, mm. the soil's not perfect, the water's not perfect, the air you know leads to issues, so we need to give the body a little bit more mm-hmm. and that's why we developed the beetroot powder and it's an organic beetroot powder, no fillers, no nothing, and it comes inside of a glass bottle and it's really medicinal, and the studies are there. How does it work? It activates the nitric oxide system, which is the body's main vasodilator, and so many people are deficient in these nitrates. Uh-huh. So we put them on the supplements. We also have a daily greens product that goes along well with it. And once again, these are 100% organic food. They're part of the food budget. And then what I call the triple combo is our superfood product, which is the organic chlorella, organic spirulina. And these things do just amazing, amazing work. I talk about in the book about how important cholesterol is and that's totally true but some people have levels that are high uh-huh. and we need to find a perfect paleo cholesterol or cave person cholesterol. Did you know Greg that spirulina is proven to lower total cholesterol by 40 points? Whoa. That's impressive yeah. reduction from a blue-green algae <laughs> that is natural food. So it doesn't again, surprise these are me. areas where people are deficient. And then yeah. lastly, uh, how the, probably the most simple thing for people to grow are herbs and spices. Oh, yes. And those herbs and spices are just little natural pharmaceuticals. Mm. The pharmaceutical industry was no doubt born from the spice industry. So we need to make sure people are using all that rosemary and thyme and oregano and, and the cilantros and the celery seeds and the cumins and all these different things that are so medicinal. But even sometimes the best paleo eaters or the best eaters out of all of us are missing a lot of those spices. So let's use that as an opportunity to get that in there. Yeah, it's because so many of them do things like help us digest food and, you know, and, and, and. And... Yeah, I mean, you know, one of my favorite, uh, you know, things, uh, a bandwagon I've been on for the last few months is uh, capers. And oh. that caper berry is just, yeah, it's just a berry off yep. of a off of a bush, uh-huh. and they are the, the, one of the highest sources of a nutrient called quercetin, mm. and quercetin is found in just about every supplement. Well, why not take it in its natural, <laughs> natural form state. in the food, yeah. and it's just uh, wonderful, wonderful. You know, because obviously growing up, it's kind of like if if you got a dish that contained capers it was like if it happened to be in that bite of chicken or in that bite of wild salmon you'd go ahead and eat it right but we should really take that opportunity to do it and also when you make your own salad dressing what my favorite salad dressing is throwing in the of course everything's organic but throwing in the olive oil the Mm -hmm. lemon Mm -hmm. throwing in the anchovies from a glass jar uh, and uh, maybe even a little bit of avocado to thicken it up and then throw capers into the blender to make your own dressing and it is delicious. You can sneak mm. that into the diet of any child. Oh, and yes. And you'll have a new kid 
on the block. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some, some of our listeners won't know who that is, but yay. <laughs> so in, curiously, you have mentioned glass jar twice or three times. What's that about? Okay, we do know that plastic is, is linked to cardiovascular disease. Plastic, and specifically the BPA, is proven to be linked to cardiovascular disease, and it's a hormone disruptor. Mm -hmm. So my preference is to do everything in glass whenever possible. It's not always possible, but whenever it is, we should always choose glass uh, water that we drink we always need to make sure that comes in glass and we want to store mm -hmm. our food in glass you know when we're traveling things can get a little more difficult but once again uh glass is is inert and that's how we need to do it yeah so in this whole heart health thing we've been talking about nutrition a lot i'm sure there's got to be something in there about get your butt up and move Certainly, getting up and moving. And listen, what you do in your backyard uh -huh. is what our paleo ancestors did, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, of they, they were growing food, they were cultivating food, they were gathering food, they were hunting for food, mm -hmm. they were building shelter, they were getting water. That's the kind of activity people need to do. Oh, and yeah. it's so beneficial for so many different reasons. You know, the spirit of what we're talking about is not physical activity by going into the gym and running on the treadmill for 45 minutes while you're watching CNN. That's not <laughs> what it's about. It's about getting outside, getting your hands dirty, knowing where your food comes from. That's what it's all about. That is health. And that is physical activity. So, yeah. you know, you and I live out here in Arizona and the ability to go for a hike, for a bike ride, for a jog, for just a walk mm -hmm. in the morning or a walk after dinner. Just get outside and get active. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need the fancy gym membership. Do your push-ups, do your squats, do your lunges, go to the jungle gym and just do some pull-ups. <laughs> uh, you know, that's uh, that's what we need to do. And that's what I do. I, yeah. I you know, the gym membership, I mean, that's that's far and away. That's out of my life. <laughs> and I say volunteer at a community garden or start your own garden. Oh, that, that's just a no-brainer. No no and yeah. uh, and the beauty of it is, Greg, obviously, the, you know, podcasts like this and the information you guys put out there at the Urban Farm, it's just so motivational. You know, I loved it when I heard you uh, years ago. And I've told this so many times. I said my friend Greg Peterson at the Urban Farm, he said – if you have, it's real simple regarding backyard chickens. If you have a backyard, you must have chickens. chickens. Yes, I do say that all the time. And it's beautiful, and it's yeah. so simple. And we followed that tenant, and we got backyard chickens, and it was just what an experience for the children to be around. You know, like I said, my father was a cardiologist. Uh -huh. I didn't grow up with any of that. I didn't grow up with backyard chickens. I, you know, I, I experienced nothing like that. And my two boys are getting a totally different childhood. And uh, although, listen, my childhood was very good. I'm not complaining, but it's going to be a different experience for these guys. Oh. In so many ways, more than I can even imagine. I can't, I can't imagine having young people, uh, you know, pre-10 years old at this point because uh, they, they don't, you know, have the same experiences that you and I had when we were growing up because it is so different. Oh, it's yeah. different. All right. Yeah. It's different. And you have to make an effort, right? right. If you lived on a farm 100 years ago, it was just, uh, you know, there was no worries. There was no issues. Yep. But now it's like you have to really seek out these these opportunities for the kids. And yeah. that's what we need to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm going to shift on you and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you might have learned from it. Well, listen, I mean, obviously starting a new practice, oh, uh, you know, gosh, leaving yes. the conventional system and uh-huh. opening up your own practice has, has, you know, initially certainly had its difficulties and you persevere, you continue to educate, you continue to do the right thing, you know that you're doing the right thing and when you do the right thing, you will be rewarded mm. every time <laughs> and that's how it's been for me. I've had ups and downs in my practice and I've had uh, you know, bad, bad marketing things that I've done or website <laughs> issues but you know yeah. what, you just kind of keep uh, chugging through, keep you learn from your mistakes and also Greg, this is a great opportunity for me to say to people, you know, we're not here to beat up about the past. We're here to how are we going to move better going forward? How are we going to live better going forward? The past is the past. We're just talking about the future. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So what do you consider your biggest success? Well, my biggest success is finding the woman of my dreams, mm. my wife, Dr. Heather Wolfson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's number one for sure. She's opened up my eyes. She changed my life. She saved my life because my father died at the age of 63 oh my gosh. of a horrible neurologic disease similar to Parkinson's. And I was following down his path as a cardiologist, eating the wrong foods, not Mm -hmm. getting the sunshine, not getting the sleep that I need, not avoiding the environmental pollutants. I was going down that same path, and my wife, Dr. Heather, saved my life. So that's no doubt my greatest accomplishment is Mm -hmm. meeting my wife. Sweet, sweet. And I have to agree with you that from my perspective. I'll tell you, meeting Heidi changed my life forever, too. So yay for us. (laughs) So what drives you? What drives me is the children to Mm. change the world for my boys, for everybody else's children, for for the generation that can't speak, the generation that has no control. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about educating the parents Mm -hmm. so we can change the world for our children and make the world a healthy, happier place. You know, there's only two directions we can go in this fight. We can either go down the path of sickness and environmental pollution and trauma to the world and society, Mm -hmm. or we can go the other way. We can make this world a happy, healthy place. And I am at the forefront of that fight to raise awareness to health and wellness and the environment. And that's what it's all about. Yay. So I'm all about education. And I have to know, is there one book that has been influential for you in this process in your life? Uh, That's a great question, Greg. And of course, I've just read hundreds of books (laughs) that have made you know such a tremendous impact in my life. And health books, and wellness, and you know, my favorite book, I have to say though, is uh, is Anne Rand, Mm. and that book is Atlas Shrugged, Mm. Mm -hmm. and. Not to play politics, but to me, that book is all about doing what you believe in and following 
your path mm -hmm. and not letting anyone else stand in your way. It's about continuing to do the right thing. And if you do the right thing, the rewards are going to be there. Yeah. And that's what I'm all about is, is doing the, right, the right thing. thing. And it's been super successful for me in my practice and for my patients, for my wife and for my children. And it's brought me in contact with people like you, Greg and Heidi. And that's a wonderful thing. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? Well, my biggest piece of advice right now on top of everything we said, and I kind of touched on it a little bit, is sunshine. Mm. Get sunshine. Mm -hmm. And for those you encounter who tell you to avoid the sun, run away <laughs> from those people giving yeah. you that advice because it's bad advice. Our ancestors have been in the sun for millions of years. Plants and animals and bacteria have been in the sun for hundreds of millions or maybe even billions of years. The sun is the source of all life. Embrace it. Don't get a sunburn, but get out in the sun. Mm. Those people that get the most sun exposure have the lowest risk of cardiovascular disease. Those people with the most sun exposure have the least and lowest rates of cancer. Mm -hmm. So while you're outside and you're in the backyard and you're puddling around in your garden and on your urban farm, take off your shirt, wear your shorts, go naked from time to time, <laughs> get that sun Love exposure. That. Raise up those levels of vitamin D. The sun hits the skin and releases nitric oxide, which normalizes blood pressure. The sun, the light from the sun hits the back of the eyes to form melatonin oh. for when we go to sleep. And that's how we sleep. Mm. And melatonin really is the master hormone and how it controls everything in the body. So embrace the sun. Learn about the sun. I, in the future, I'm going to have a book that is, my second book is going to be about the power of the sunshine uh, and what it does for total body health. Yeah. So stay tuned. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Dr. Jack. It has been a treat chatting with you. Greg, it's been absolutely spectacular, and you know certainly if people want to stay tuned to us, they can come to our website, thedoctorswolfson.com, and doctors is abbreviated DRS. DRS. Perfect. Also, you have a special discount on your website for our listeners? So what I'd like to offer is that for people that come to our website, and we do, once again, we've got great information there. We do have some supplements available with a lot of educational material about those supplements. For anyone that comes to the website and they use the code UrbanFarm, we're going to go ahead and give them 15% oh, off of any supplement purchase. And once again, my favorite combo it, for breakfast especially is the beetroot powder, mm -hmm. the superfood, and the daily greens. And we're going to give you 15% off any products just at checkout. Use the code UrbanFarm in two words, and you will be on your way to extraordinary heart health. Oh, fantastic. Super. Thank you so much for that. So uh, also, if you go to urbanfarm.org slash Dr. Jack, uh, that is the show notes for the show today, and we'll have a link for you to his website there. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Decades ago, I started growing food in my front and backyard, and I realized that my mission in life is to inspire and empower others 
to grow their own nutrient-dense, healthy organic food. Because of this, a lot of people have come to me with their gardening questions over the years. And that got me thinking, what if we put together a community that would help budding gardeners blossom? So I finally made the idea a reality with my Urban Farm U member program. Each month, your membership includes three live online events, a monthly class, a chit-chat with an expert, and a monthly coaching session, plus access to the experts on our member page and a significant discount on our signature courses. I'm deeply committed to transforming our global food system, and I do this by empowering you to grow your own food. The Urban Farm Membership Program is a simple way to get going. Please join me in transforming your food system today. To learn more, go to urbanfarmmembership.org or text MEMBERSHIP to 33444. That's urbanfarmmembership.org or text MEMBERSHIP to 33444. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.